Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. This 4th of July weekend, we're tackling a hot topic. Social Security. Will it be a boom for your retirement? We're busting some misconceptions and myths with GenWealth team member Stephanie Smith, a 27-year veteran of the Social Security Administration. Stay tuned. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Happy 4th of July weekend all across the state of Arkansas. We are glad to have you with us once again for another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury to my right, and Janet Walker to his right, Stephanie Smith to my left. As we settle in for an hour of straight talk about mostly Social Security today, you know, we are still about... I don't know, 15, 16 months out from the next presidential election, but it is starting to dominate the headlines again. It is starting to dominate the talk on the 24-hour cable news channels, and I can't take 15 more months of this. And I guess guess we won't have all the players involved for much longer because we're not going to have 20 Democratic presidential candidates for that entire 15-month run. But... Have you watched any of the debates? I, I have chosen not to. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I've I chosen not to. I was just about to say that I know it is getting to be political season when the television in my house is off, totally <laughs> off in the mornings. I just I can't deal with it anymore. Yeah. It's just ridiculous how uh, – and really polarizing both sides are sure. in, in this. And, and uh, you know, let's just get stuff fixed. Let's just get yeah. stuff done yeah. mm-hmm. and, and quit all this – bickering and partisan, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go political, but yeah, but obviously Social Security yeah. is in the middle of it because right. there is concern about where the Social Security system is. And, you know, I, and I, full disclosure, I turned 59 this summer and I'm beginning to go, hmm, that's kind of important. I might ought to pay attention to that. That's coming up here in, in, a, in a little while. So I probably ought to uh, get my arms around what's going on. So I'm glad we're doing this show today and I'm glad we get to pick Stephanie's brain today because uh, she's got a wealth of knowledge for us. Well, there's a couple of reasons we chose to do the show today, and and some of it is what we already talked about. There is starting to be a lot of talk out there uh, among politicians, among candidates for office about Social Security. You'll hear it come up during election year, and then for some reason, inconspicuously, nothing gets done and it goes away for four years sometimes. But we're going to talk a little bit about what's being said about it. We're going to try to maybe bust up some of the misconceptions and myths. But the other reason we're talking about it, particularly this month, is this is really Social Security Month at GenWealth. I mean, let's take a look at our board up here where we have our GenWealth Academy workshops listed, and there are three of them. And they're all talking about Social Security. Now, we will tell you the one in Conway, which is coming up first on July 16th at 6.30 at Mike's Place, is actually full. But we want to invite you to the other two, July 25th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock, a Social Security workshop. And there's also an opportunity for you to go on July 30th at 6.30 at the El Dorado Event Center. And you can sign up for free at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Now, we'll talk a little bit about this over the course of the next hour, about what to expect from that workshop. But the first thing, Stephanie, it's free. Uh, you'll yes. be in attendance. You'll be you'll be there to answer people's questions. And I've said this before on the show because I've, quote unquote, presented with you in this Social Security workshop before. It's much less presentation and much more a Q&A session. We really want this to be interactive. Mm-hmm. So if you've had some of those questions, then we'll try to delve into some of the 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 issues that social security does have and i think you've been in one or two with her as well john you know how valuable this is for the people who attend yeah let's set the stage for this for a minute because uh, you know somebody that's kind of a passive listener could go well why are they focusing so much on social security social security is the foundation of everybody's retirement i don't care if it's a small part of your retirement or a big part of your retirement it is the foundation of your retirement because it does for almost everybody in this country janet 
form the first layer of regular predictable income that you have to try to meet the guaranteed expenses that you're going to have in retirement. Things like food and clothing and transportation and shelter, all of those things are not going to go away and you need income sources that are not going to go away. And the one that's available to almost everybody is the social security system. Yeah. I mean, when you look at a typical husband and wife in the state of Arkansas, if we're looking at, you know, three to $4,000 a month of their income coming from social security, that's a significant difference maker. And you've got to be able to plan appropriately for that. And Stephanie, we've seen, you know, so many times uh, over the years, and particularly since you've been here, that one little nuance, one little change could maybe bring $500 extra into that home per month just because of the strategy that they're using. And so that's why we believe it's so important for people to understand what does Social Security mean for me. And I think it's really interesting that this is a system where you what you don't know can hurt you because there's so many nuances. True, true. I mean, I guess one of the Social Security basics is Social Security is a system based on what you have worked and paid into it. Right. So it's not a welfare system. So if you've never worked in your life, you can't walk into the office and expect to get a benefit from Social Security. You know, now there's ways, maybe if you were married to someone or things like that, but typically people have to work and pay into Social Security in order to collect on it. So for a typical retiree, um, there is a minimum amount that you have to work and pay in, and they the Social Security Administration divides it into quarters of work. So they take a year, they divide it into quarters, this year, for example, if you earn $1,360 in wages or self-employment income, you've earned one quarter. So there's obviously four quarters in a year. So if you earn $5,440, you've earned your total of four credits. Now, most people need 10 years of that in order to get something out of the Social Security system when they retire. So when you think about this, uh, the the Social Security system is, as you said, not a welfare program, but it, it does have a lot of safety nets. And I think when people get concerned about the viability of Social Security, and we're going to dive into that pretty deeply on the show today, but when people get concerned about this, they think about the fact that, okay, when Social Security was formed, it was just to provide old age benefits, but then it's expanded over the years, and now there's disability and there's survival benefits and there's divorce benefits and there's there's all of these things that have answer and there's like um, uh, dependent benefits uh, so there's just tons and tons of different things that social security has sort of morphed into and so the system is much more prevalent than it has been maybe in in the distant past and I think that's where some of the concern comes in Scott about whether it's going to be viable going forward yeah it was a it was a pretty good deal when it started right Stephanie I mean I think that if I I remember the numbers right it, you had to be 65 to collect the benefit and most people didn't live past 64 right right and, and what a lot of people don't realize is there's been changes through the years before mm-hmm. the social security started off paying at one rate or one rate of return for what a worker paid in and then um they found out that was going to be too much. So they, I don't know, a lot of people out there have not heard of the notch provision, but we did a little blog about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, here again, my uncle and grandfather fell into that provision and one met it and one didn't. So of course my grandfather was not quite as happy because he didn't get the same return on his money as my great uncle did. But yeah, they've made adjustments to social security in the past. I think that's very important for us to realize. This is not the first time they've looked at the trust fund and see that things aren't going to be exactly where they want them to be. You know, one of the changes that when people think about it is very obvious to everybody out there, that's the full retirement age. You know, it used to be 65 for everybody. And for many of our listeners now, it goes up to age 67 for full retirement age. So that is one small piece of evidence of a change that has been made in the past that was, was done in an effort to salvage the program. I, honestly, I don't think I've seen that recently in the new stuff coming out from right. from the candidates. So that's there's really more talk about raising uh, taxes and and getting the benefits up that way. We'll talk a little bit about what's in those details of some of the uh, candidates for office, and we'll talk about what is the truth about the Social Security Trust Fund. Just getting started on today's Get Ready for the Future show. This is how we roll. 
education-driven, strategy-based, team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we'll be right back. Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Just past the halfway point of 2019. So where have we been and where are we going? That's where we're going to spend today's fastest four minutes in investing. So the S&P 500 index up 17.4% year to date through June 28th. So through the first half of the year, it was an 18.5% total return. Now, we all remember where we were at the end of 2018, so you have to balance that, but it has been a rip-roaring start to 2019. It has, and it's fairly rare that analysts like our team at LPL Research come out and definitively say something is going to happen. So when they put out their stock market commentary this week, uh, John Lynch and Jeff Buckbinder said, we expect stocks to increase or move higher over the second half of the year. That's a pretty definitive statement. That's about as definitive as it gets from those guys. So we do expect equities to to do well, but not all equities will do well, but we'll get into that in a moment. But this uh, resurgence in terms of where the market is going, Scott, relies on those things that we always look at, and it is the fundamentals. Yeah, I I love what they say, that it's been a return to fundamentals because the volatility, the the throwing of fit at the end of 2018 that, that the market did, those are not necessarily necessarily based on fundamental data. And if you return to the fundamental data, investors will eventually usually go back to that when they look for investment opportunities. And the fundamentals, if you look at the earnings per share, if you look at the PE ratios, those are still in balance. And when you hear stocks are at all-time highs, it's really typical for people to say, well, it's about to burst. It's about to go the other way. But when you look at the valuations of the stocks, they're still pretty favorable. It makes it really hard to be a naysayer right now when the fundamentals are as good as they are. Of course, there are still risk out there, and we want you to be aware of that. Several things, uh, several market risks are still present. There could be some derailment of this uh, whole issue with China, even though we had some improvement over the past weekend. Uh, there could be a, a misstep as far as monetary policy is concerned. The Fed could zig when they should have zagged, and that's always a question. And those risks could create some volatility as time goes on. And we all know that stocks don't move in a straight line. So we do think the stocks will be higher, but that presence of volatility is always going to be there. And you always want a diversified portfolio along the way in a long-term investment strategy. However, there may be some sectors or some areas that may be Uh, will outperform in the second half of 2019. And when you look at what LPL Research is guiding us with there, they have some overweight recommendations in certain areas, John. Yeah, absolutely. So the the growth stocks that you have seen just act stellarly over the past, uh, let's say, uh, four or five years, those are probably not going to continue that run. You want to look more at value stocks, stocks that are just kind of just slow and steady wins the race. They're always making profit. They're not on a big run. That's not what's going to be the the leaders in this next sector of the economy. The growth stocks are going to take a pause, and we believe that value stocks will be uh, the leaders going forward. Also, Scott, emerging markets, Mm -hmm. uh, that is an area that LPO Research continues to say they're going to have their day, and they feel like that day is soon to come. What are we underweighting? What are the things that we want to stay away from? Well, the developed international markets are going to continue to, to struggle. We believe. And also, we believe that you should be looking at things that are not really necessarily defensive. Things like utilities and things of that nature are not really the place to be. More technology, more areas that are going to help with the expanding economy. Those are the areas that LPL Research would point us to for the leaders in the rest of 2019. That is a look at the fastest four minutes in investing. Thank you for watching on social media and listening on the Get Ready for the Future show and the radio program. 
program continues right after this. There are only three things you can count on in life. Death, taxes, and the Get Ready for the Future show on Saturdays. Back with more after this break. You ain't heard nothing yet. Buckle up, because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. Welcome back in. Today we're talking about Social Security. At Genwealth Financial Advisors, we believe that your retirement should be more, more than just investments, a collection of investments. And that's why we really spend time bringing on somebody like Stephanie, who's on the broadcast with us today, and we'll be helping with uh, the Social Security workshops coming up throughout July. Again, I'll mention those. July 25th at 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock, and July 30th at 630 at the El Dorado Event Center. We also have one coming up in Conway, and I mentioned it was full. It's at Mike's Place on July 16th. If you really just can't get to Little Rock and Conway's the only chance you've got, we could put you on a waiting list. There's possibility that uh, not everybody is able to come to that workshop. So you could obviously reach out to us via email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com and, and ask to be put on that waiting list. But back to your retirement should be more. That is also the title of John and Janet's new book. It came out late last year. It is called Your Retirement Should Be More, more than just investments. And each chapter in that book is starting with the title More. More what? What should you be expecting or desiring out of your retirement? It's a great read. It is available where, John? Uh, available at uh, retirementshouldbemore.com, actually. Yep. And also, you can go to, uh, I believe it's Barnes, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, Barnes yeah. and Noble. Okay. .com. And uh, you can certainly call the GenWealth office and, and ask for one, and we'll see what we can do to get you one. That's uh, not a big deal at all either. As a matter of fact, why don't we give yeah. a few away? I know that uh, I don't even know what the price is on them. If you go to Barnes and Noble, do you know what the I think it's fourteen ninety five or something like that for a paperback. Somewhere around I guess there. We're not getting oh, rich. I can assure you of that. <laughs> well, in fact, if you come in for an appointment, well, you you usually walk out of the office with one as well. But we're going to give you an opportunity right now to send us an email and ask for it. If you send us an email right now at info at getreadyforthefuture dot com and ask for the book, your retirement should be more. The first ten people and the first 10 people only will get a free copy of your retirement should be more. So we'll be able to see the timestamps on those emails when they come in, when we're in the office on Monday and the first 10 We'll send a copy out to you. Yeah, and be sure to put your address and your, good. and your telephone number just so we, if we need to follow up with you to be sure that you got it or whatever Anna does with all of that, yeah. uh, just be sure to include that in your email, your your name, your address, and your phone number to info at getreadyforthefuture.com and be sure to say you'd like a copy of the book, Your Retirement Should Be More. And also very much in alignment with the spirit of this show, the mm-hmm. Get Ready for the Future show, that the book is very conversational. It's not a detailed how-to retirement. It's very conversational. It is intended to get you to think mm-hmm. about your retirement and to envision your retirement. And then from there, you've got to decide, all right, what do I do in order to make that vision become a reality? And as it applies to our show today, it will all obviously talk about the role that Social Security right. should play in your retirement and the dynamic nature of Social Security. So we'll explore that a little bit further in the show, but you can have that copy of your book right Right now, if you email us at info at getreadyforthefuture.com, first 10 folks to email us with their name, address, and phone number, get a copy of the book absolutely free. Well, you've heard us say this before, retirement is not an asset problem. It is essentially an income problem. And that kind of leads us to you've got to have a foundational income in retirement. And that's why Social Security is so important. The plans that our clients get at GenWealth will include a Social Security analysis and strategy to optimize your Social Security income because, quite frankly, the more you get from the government, the less you're going to have to pull from your assets, right? So the Social Security pay check is so important. And that's why we decided to devote a whole topic or devote a whole show to that topic today. And the first question, I think the most popular question that we get, whether it's in a client room or in these social security workshops that we do is, is it going to be there? Should we even expect it? And I think, honestly, I I used to believe it was the younger client that asked that most frequently, but I think it's even the people who are walking up close to retirement who do. I would agree with that. And Scott, I think it is especially true of people in our age group. People in the Mm -hmm. 40s are like, "Uh, I mean, I see people retiring now getting it, but I've got over a decade left. And they're really in doubt about the viability of the program. So, Stephanie, what would you say with regard to that? 
Well, I mean, the interesting thing is as a Social Security employee, I would not give you my opinion on the matter. I was not allowed to give <laughs> right. you my opinion. Well, well you don't the work shackles there anymore. Off. The shackles are off right now. Um, and that's the fun part about this job yeah. is, is you can kind of interject and tell some of what you think about things. Um, you know, yes, I do think Social Security is a vital program to all of American public, and it still will be there. Um, the interesting thing is on the Social Security website, they had a press release back in April that said the trust fund is um, due to be solvent until 2035, which the interesting thing about it is actually that's a year later than what their yeah, report right. earlier yeah. said. So, you know, it that to me is a little hopeful. Um when they say the trust fund is going to be depleted in 2035, that doesn't mean that the year 2035 comes around and nobody's going to get any money. I think which, that's a big misconception. Which is a sharp contrast yeah. to what the media will tell you. The media takes that information and says, Social Security is broke yeah. in 2035. Right. Technically broke means you don't have any money. And so that's just a misnomer. So let's run some numbers on this just to be on the practical side of it. If somebody has a $2,000 benefit, if we get to 2035 and nothing has been done, we're at 80% funded. That means they now have a $1,600 benefit. So they're down $400. Well, you know, nobody's happy about having $400 less per month in their spendable money, but it's way better than losing all 2000 of that benefit. So there's a significant difference between an individual being out of money and Social Security being out of money because the deal is we're still working. We're still paying into the system. So what it means is there's not reserves sitting back here, but there's still the cash flow each month that pays that. Well, and you think about the fact that if you wanted to be, you know, totally in tune with, uh, you know, the worst case scenario, so to speak, you could begin planning for 20% less Social Security in your overall financial plan right. if you wanted to believe all the naysayers. But I believe that, as as you have said on this show many times, that sooner or later, the American yeah. people do the right thing and, and Congress gets around to doing the right thing. It's that Winston Churchill quote, uh, yeah. that uh, it's something to the effect of, after having exhausted all other, all other efforts, possibilities, yes, yes, that, the American people will ultimately do the right thing. So, and, and politicians want nothing more than to be reelected. So they, too, will ultimately, at the last minute, fix it. On the next segment, we're going to talk about what's being done, but I'll give you a preview of this. Anytime you open up the discussion of Social Security, it's not just fix what's wrong. Let's do more. Let's let's yes. pay more people. Let's do the you know. Let's increase this and let's do that and 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 let's fix the problem before yeah. we start create you know, more creating problems. more cash flow out of the system. We have a strain, so let's make it a more intense strain. That's yes. that's really what what a lot of this talk is about, and they aren't really talking about. What has to be done to fix the problem and, and, and the kick the can mentality is because it's going to probably be unpopular, at least for some voting block. And and the number right. one voting block in the country is what? The people who are taking Social Security, right. right? Or receiving Social Security. Yeah, at this what, point, the baby boomers are all just about uh, within the next, uh, let's see, within the next 10 years, all the baby boomers will be Social Security age, uh, at least 62, maybe full retirement age in the next 10 years. So that big block of people are going to be very influential in what happens to the system as time goes on. So I think that's important, too. So when you do hear all of these things about the upcoming elections, you know, pay attention to those politicians that want to do the scare tactics, mm -hmm. okay, and say that there's not going to be any money for Social Security in 2035. What that really means is in 2035, there will still be enough current money and funds sufficient to pay 80% of everybody that's already drawing a benefit. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a whole different picture. So just be aware of that. That's, I think, a major fact. To so get when, across today. So, yes, exactly. So there is some hope there. So when you are planning for retirement, when you're thinking about retirement, include Social Security as part of your retirement. But don't let it be the only thing or even the main thing. Well, Scott, I think it, this whole debate amplifies the importance of what we do here at Gen Wealth in terms of creating 
a regular predictable income stream for you that complements Social Security for your overall retirement picture. Because if that foundation is a bit shaky, if you believe that you're going to have to retire on 80% of the benefit instead of 100% of the benefit, then what you do with your 401k money, your IRA money, uh, the money that you have built up in your savings that is for retirement, maybe that you didn't do in a a qualified plan or whatever, that just highlights a, a greater emphasis on that money. And Janet, by extension, a greater emphasis on planning because planning is is what all of this is about. You're absolutely right. You know, we've said so many times that Social Security is the foundation. And if there is something wrong with the foundation of your house, then none of the rest of it stands as securely as it should. You have to be sure that you understand the foundation, that you get that in place properly. And maybe you need to use some of your materials, your money, to form a more solid foundation. Right. Because again, if you believe that that you're going to be short on Social Security, that just makes your money that more important. Well, let's start with the basics then. How do you know how much you are going to get from Social Security? We talked about who gets it and who qualifies for it, but we should talk a little little bit about how to find out how much you're projected to get. You know, we used to get statements every year. Those those paper statements, Stephanie, they're starting to phase those out, right? Right. They used to send those to every worker three months before their birthday every year. And that was very costly, mm-hmm. honestly, to the government. Mm-hmm. So what the Social Security Administration has done is actually made that information available to anyone now who wants to set up what they call a my social security account Mm -hmm. so anybody can look at that they have access to that information basically 24 hours a day if you have access to a computer but a word of warning you better remember some things about your past (laughs) it it is secure yes Yes. i mean it does access with um some credit bureaus and Mm -hmm. so there are some questions along those lines and they they're really do want to make sure that you are who you are, and most people do need a, a I, I'm trying to think, a, really a, a internet website. You have to have yeah. an email address right. to access it, um, but but that's a great thing. It's a great tool that yep. people have now. You don't have to wait for that one time a year to get access to it. So you can go to ssa.gov mm-hmm. yep. and go in, and we would encourage you not to get an estimate, but go in and create an account, log in, and that way you get that actual green and white statement. It mm-hmm. looks exactly like what you used to get in the mail. And, go and in and do that online. And that information on the statement gives you 62, full retirement age, and 70, but that's not necessarily where you will land. You need to have an analysis done of that information so you know what your social security is going to look like at the time that is optimal for you to take it. So what is being done? John talked about in the next segment we will be discussing what's being floated out there, ideas to enhance social security. That's when we come back. Get off the crazy train and onto a more dependable track with the Gen Wealth team. All aboard the Get Ready for the Future show after the break. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. Don't forget your chance to win a free copy of Your Retirement Should Be More, the new book from John and Janet. It is out and available at retirementshouldbemore.com if you'd like to purchase it, but you have an opportunity to get one for free right now if you just go to your email account and send us an email info at getreadyforthefuture.com put your name address and phone number on there and we will get you a free copy of your retirement should be more that's really our mantra here at GenWealth. We believe that, that it should be more than just a collection of investments. And that's how we plan for our clients with a three ring binder full of every detail of their retirement income plan, including a social security analysis and strategy. And today's Get Ready for the Future show is all about social security. There's an opportunity for you to find out more if you miss some of this show or if you want to find out even more than we'll have time to talk about on this show. You can sign up to attend one of our three or one of our two, I should say, upcoming Social Security workshops. We do have three coming up, but one of them's full in Conway. So we'll talk about the other two. July 25th at 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock and July 30th at 630 at the El Dorado Event Center. So if you're anywhere near El Dorado, if you're anywhere near Little Rock and you are closing in on retirement especially, and you want to know, how is my Social Security benefit going to play into my retirement? This would be a great opportunity to get free 
education, free information. All you have to do to sign up is go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events. And while you're there, if you've been there before, you might notice it looks a little different. John, we've just recently revamped our website. Yeah, absolutely. The brand new getreadyforthefuture.com, easier to navigate. And the cool thing that I love about our new website is that you can pretty well pick what what category you're in as far as someone on their retirement journey. You know, I, I think it just does a far better job of telling the story. You know, your life is your story. Where are you on that journey of life? What stage are you at? And it, frankly, you can go to our, our, our uh, website and go, oh, that's me. Yes. And figure out, okay, how do I get to the next part of my journey? There's three paths on the website. There's learning the ropes. There's balancing life and money. And then there's the preparing for what's next. That's the next generation, the, the next phase of your life right. into retirement. So you may be just trying to figure out this whole money thing. We've got folks that can help you. You may be in the mid middle of your life. You're, you're trying to balance life and work and retirement thoughts and taking care of of your family and taking care of your extended family. And that's a tough period of time in your life when you're raising kids and also uh, looking after, you know, your folks, uh, your elderly folks and things of that nature. And so that's a, a real, the, what you call the sandwich generation. We speak to that. And also, obviously, in our wheelhouse, the retirees and pre-retirees as you head to that next phase of your life, all on GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Brand new. Go check it out. Okay. So, so far today on the Get Ready for the Future show, talking about Social Security, we've talked about the future future of it, the solvency of it. We've talked about how you can find out your projected benefit. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the proposed changes that are out there. I mean, the whole genesis of this show is to really kind of bust up some possible misconceptions and talk a little bit about what the talk is, the narrative, as we go into another presidential campaign and and uh, 20, are they really at 20? Is that how many there are? Aren't there 20 Democrats? Yeah, something like that. So 20, too many. 20 candidates, are tra- <laughs> they have to have two debates, right? I mean, they don't even put them all on one stage in that what I saw. There. Yeah, they're going to whittle all that down. Everybody's yes. going to be mad. So, so there, there's a lot of being proposed uh, around Social Security. We're going to we're gonna highlight a couple of them. Uh, Bernie Sanders, who is running for president, he has uh, unveiled his plans with the Social Security expansion. Act. There's also one from Congressman John Larson, the ranking member of the Ways and Means Subcommittee on Social Security. He's introduced legislation aimed to expand and strengthen the program. The Social Security 2100 Act, uh, aiming to expand benefits. You know, it is very interesting that we've highlighted the problems that need to be solved. I'm not sure that the proposals that are out there are doing much, John, to fix the problem, it's really just trying to expand what we're already having a difficult time in doing. Yeah. So when you think about how difficult it is uh, to provide retirement income to someone, all you have to do is look at the American uh, economic system and and pensions. Pensions have gone away because businesses struggled to fully fund those pensions, so they got rid of them. And Social Security is one that obviously we're having a struggle funding because, you know, the baby boom generation is is a big group of people and the money flow into the system is going to flip at some point in time. As we said, 2034 is our 35 now is the the time when they feel like that the trust fund will deplete itself. So to me, I think you've got to fix what you already have instead of building some more that you have to maintain. Now, that would be the logical thing to do. But obviously, these folks are all about trying to do things more and better. And and I'm all for improvement. But let's take care of what we got first and then talk about how we can improve the system. I think that would be a, 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 a wiser thing to do. That's the word that comes to mind. Pander. Pander. I think that's what we're seeing happen just a little bit. So, And Stephanie, you pulled some of the actual copies of what's going on uh, in these bills, and we're going to highlight a little bit about that. You know, I will say there's one. In the Social Security 2100 Act, there is one uh, proposal. It would cut taxes for millions of beneficiaries. And I think that's a great place to start for us because I don't know that most people who are not receiving Social Security realize that, yes, that benefit is going to be partially taxed, likely partially taxed. Yes, it is. Um, So basically right now, if someone um, makes between an individual, if they earn over $25,000 a year or $32,000 for a couple, 
um, if they have that income in a year, then their Social Security, if it's part of it, it can be taxed. So they have talked about changing that with that Social Security 2100 Act and increasing those numbers. And just so. to be clear that there's zero tax on Social Security if you're below those numbers. Mm-hmm. And then there's a threshold that you are taxed on half of your Social Security above those numbers. And then there's another threshold above that that you're taxed on 85% of your Social Security. So it is a pre-tax number that you get from those uh, green and white statements that you get or the online statements that you get. It is a pre-tax number. And in most cases, Janet, I think most of the people that we work with are going to pay some social yes. security tax, much to their chagrin. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, as you said, they're many times surprised by that. So we would not have a problem with cutting the, the taxes for those who are already on claim. Uh, some of this other stuff, though, I mean, let's just go to basic math, okay? If you're having trouble with cash flow, do you decide to increase your purchases? No. Let's hope not. This is not how math works, and it's not how math works in Social Security. Math is math. Whether it's your personal budget or a national-level deal, it does not matter. Math is math. So in this Social Security 2100 Act, to expand benefits, they would increase benefits for all current and future beneficiaries. It would institute an improved cost-of-living adjustment, so think about that just a minute. Now, those sound all wonderful and, and warm and fuzzy, and yeah, they make us all feel good. But if we're already underfunded and we start paying out more, this is genius, right? Well, and I think it's interesting that the, the right now, the payroll tax is 12.4%, and they want to increase that to 14.8% to pay for this, but they want to increase it over the next 24 years. Yep. So you're going to have a cash flow crunch in there somewhere, I believe, because I don't think that you're going to increase it, shore up the current system, and be able to pay those new benefits that you're talking about paying, which would amount to a 2% increase in all beneficiaries above the cost of living increases that you already have have in Social Security. So again, I think you got to get out the calculator, Scott, to uh, to figure out that this is probably on shaky ground. Well, they would also raise additional tax revenue by raising the income threshold uh, that is taxable. Right now, it's around, is it 128? Uh, I think it's 127, it's, 128. It's just above 130. It just increased. Now, okay. Yeah, it just increased, but it's not to 135. It's in that range. So we're talking just about your annual income year. now as a worker. If you, right. if you uh, make over 100 130 some odd thousand dollars a year that's all that is taxable to social security and they this bill would raise that threshold to four hundred thousand dollars which would definitely raise a lot of additional revenue but i think my question would be would those workers who are now paying a lot more the high income earners would they receive more in benefit when they retire? And, and I don't know that that's likely well, going to happen. All you have to do is look at the author of the bill, Bernie Sanders, and you know the answer to that question. No, uh, he you promised know, not to be political. Well, today. I know. It's just the truth. I mean, he <laughs> might tell you that. I got Reality you. No, you're is right. What it is. He would want to claim that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't see means testing in here, but I, because that's kind of been the popular thing too. I don't know if it's in the details of the bill because I haven't gone through the whole thing. But that that's another thing is, is not only would they not maybe – uh, give you more benefit if you pay more tax. They might actually give you no benefit because you will have your yeah. assets analyzed and said and be told by the government that you don't get a benefit because you have too much money. And I'm sorry, but that's a Robin Hood society. Mm. You know, if you have worked to earn it and if you're getting paid $130,000, it's probably not because you're sitting on your behind watching TV. You know, if you have worked to earn the benefit at whatever level and have paid in for that level, then if you live long enough, you need to get the benefit. So the Social Security 2100 Act would also gradually phase in an increase in the contribution rate beginning in 2020 so that by 2043, workers and employers would pay 7.4% instead of 6.2% today. For the average worker, that would mean paying an additional 50 cents per week every year to keep the system solvent. So there are some fixes built in under the hood on this. It's not in the headlines, uh, but it would obviously, you know, the reality is whatever the fix is, it is going, there's going to be a little bit of a pain threshold on it. So it's it's going to hurt a little bit. Well, and I guess what's important is when they start, the politicians start talking about these things is 
There's options that expands the benefits that are payable, meaning more money is going to go out. So just like Janet said, if you're having a cash flow problem, why are you going to put more, you know, more money out there? Or, you know, be have your listening ears on for things that are going to strengthen the fund. Yeah. You know, we're bring more money into the Social Security Trust Fund. I think it's interesting that one of the things that's missing from all of this is pushing the full retirement age out. Yeah. Because yes, it's yeah. so easily done. Yeah. And it's been and, done before. Yeah, it's been done before. And and frankly, uh, Janet, you tell the story that when Bethany was born, your daughter, uh, you were told that, that she is likely in the generation yeah. that will live to 100 years old. So the age band is getting wider there. People are living longer. And it makes sense if it were okay to push the... Uh, uh, Social Security retirement age, full retirement age from 65 to 67 might make sense to push it to 68 or 69. Or in even this case. 70 for mm-hmm. some of the younger ones. Because I don't think we're France. Wasn't it France that when they talked about moving it from 55 to 60, they, they rioted in the streets? That was Greece. It was, that Greece. was Greece. Okay. Yeah. I, knew, I knew it was yeah. somewhere in that region. Yeah. So that's a, it's an option that we don't see in here. So that's a quick look at some of the proposals that are floating out there. We're going to take a break and be back with more talk on Social Security right after this. Don't miss a minute of the Get Ready for the Future show. Look for our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash radio. We'll be right back. Meet the GenWealth team in person at our GenWealth Academy workshops happening in your area. For more information, visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events. Now, back to the show. All right, I'm jumping in right away here. Are <laughs> oh, you taking over the hosting duties? No, oh, no, no. I'm not. Here's oh, another purpose. Man, okay. Everybody, wait today? for it. Is wait he for it. today or what? No, I, I was going to take 12 minutes off. We've <laughs> got to record this. Here we go. Wow. So, Scott was right. Yeah. France. Yeah. But we were right, Greece. Both okay. of them were upset about elongating the the age in which you get pensions mm-hmm. in in those countries, which is their equivalent to Social Security. They don't call it Social Security over there. Uh, they don't have the same system that we do. But uh, in the most recent past, I guess it was around 2010, both countries had riots yes. because they expanded the, the retirement age out to that ghastly age of 60. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yes – Scott, you were right. It's two times. You were right. <laughs> Three times. Okay. Oh, I love Just it. Just move on. I love it. We could, can we spend a whole segment on Scott's right? I mean, no, that, no, that wouldn't be good. That would not really be valuable to our listeners either, in all honesty. So, hey, we're talking about Social Security today, and, and you heard the uh, announcer guy when we came back in there talk about the upcoming workshops. I'll give you one more opportunity to hear about those. Two Social Security workshops coming up in the near future, July 25th at 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock and July 30th at 6.30 at the El Dorado Event Center. These are absolutely free to attend. So if you heard some things on the program that really maybe spurred another question in your mind about Social Security, bring that to the workshop. It's free to attend. Dinner is provided. Stephanie will be there uh, and be able to answer your questions about Social Security. We're trying to do that today. We've talked a little bit about uh, the status of Social Security, what's wrong with the program, what may be Uh, being done or at least is being proposed to be done and then how it affects you. And we spent a little time on this already, but I want to really dive in in this final segment and talk a little bit about how we plan for retirement, for our clients' retirement, including that Social Security. We've already told you that when we make a plan for our clients, it includes a Social Security analysis and strategy. We want to pinpoint the numbers as exact as we can. And and that's not always easy, especially if you come in and I, I just did a plan for someone who's turning 40 this year. That's a difficult process. We've got to really kind of throw something at a moving target there. It's going to change, but at least the plan is there and he can build upon that when it comes to his savings rate or his contribution rate, uh, how much he's going to put away for retirement. Because as we said earlier in the program, guys, retirement is essentially an income problem. So we solve as much of that as we can with the floor, the foundation of your of your retirement income. That's the guaranteed income sources. Social Security first, we look at that. And then if there's a pension or any other guaranteed source, and is that going to be enough to cover your expenses in retirement? And that's something as we walk folks through the process, John, it really ignites a little bit of thought in their mind. It's something that they haven't really spent a whole lot of time, in most cases, 
thinking about. Yeah, a lot of people don't like to do math. They, they, you know, it's one of those deals that they just kind of would like to not think about. But yeah. when it comes to living the rest of your life without a paycheck, then you probably need to do the math. Let me say math is easy when you've got enough cash flow to cover your expenses. Math and life are really hard if you don't have enough cash flow. So and, do the math. And you got to do the planning to, to be sure that you do have that cash flow. And so, you know, it's really a, a fairly simple equation. You take your expenses that you're going to have throughout your retirement, food, clothing, transportation, shelter, taxes, insurance, the things that you have to have to live life. You add all that up. And then on top of that, you gross that up for the taxes that will need to be paid to generate that income. So you get a gross amount of money. Uh, Now, most people think about expenses in terms of net amount of money, but you get a gross amount of money because you have to pay the tax on that. And likely you're going to pay tax on most of your social security. So you get that gross dollar amount. And let's let's hypothetically say that's $5,000. And then you begin to apply against that $5,000, the guaranteed income sources that you know that you know that you're going to have. So you take his and her social security. Maybe that adds up to $3,500. Well, now you have a $1,500 a month gap between what the gross amount of money that you need to pay those expenses and the gross amount of social security that you've got coming in. If you're fortunate enough to have a pension, you throw that pension benefit on top of that, the gross amount of that pension, maybe that's another $500. That still leaves you a $1,000 a month gap. The question is, how do you fill that gap? Well, you look at the resources that you have, your 401k, your IRAs, your Roth IRAs, the money that you have put into investments that are earmarked for retirement, and then you carve out of that bucket of money, so to speak, uh, a chunk of it to actually uh, ensure that you're going to have regular predictable income of $1,000 a month before taxes to fill that gap. And that's really how you do it. And we use annuity products because annuities have the ability to guarantee a stream of income for as long as you live. It's not a, It's not as that they're good or they're bad. They're very functional in that regard. Let me, let me be clear that this is in context. We use annuity products if you have that gap yes. that John described. Mm-hmm. If you have that, let's say, $1,000 that you still need to get your required income. But if you don't have that gap you don't need that so if you're if you're guaranteed gotta have it money is coming in through guaranteed sources and you have that covered you're good now the question is you've got your required income covered now what about your desired income and there are specific ways that you need to address that in order to make it last throughout retirement and to give yourself raises throughout mm-hmm. retirement if you think about you would have never taken a job right out of school if your employer if your new employer said to you by the way this is your starting salary and you're going to work here 30 years and you're not ever going to get a raise There's no way that we would accept that. You have to have a raise in retirement. We already know that Social Security cost of living adjustments, when we get them, they don't keep up with inflation, with true inflation. So you've got to plan for that through your desired income. And the annuity products that we use to fill that gap are only guaranteed to be flat. They may go up. There's a possibility you could get raises in retirement from that, but you can't really count on that. So we know the cost of those expenses like groceries and insurance and fuel are going to go up over time as well. So you have to build a plan with your investment strategy above and beyond that foundation. If you go back to that house talk, we're talking about the foundation of your house. Now we're talking about the living space. That's your desired income. This is not got to have it money. It may be later on to, to plan for inflation, but it is what you're going to do, your discretionary income in retirement. Because I think from from my experience sitting with clients, that people who are about to retire and they're taking a look at their assets, John, they fall into one of two camps. They either don't have a plan and are likely going to spend wildly and run out of money because they don't have that plan or they're going to be so fearful of spending a dime of it because they don't have a plan that they'll just keep it there and not touch it. 
Yeah, and and either way, you run risk in that situation. Yeah. You run the risk of having a meager lifestyle if you are just are fearful about that, and you run the risk of running out of money if you are not careful about what you do. Planning is important, and that's why we have the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. Everything that we've said in this segment so far has revolved around the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. It is a process. There's a lot of math and science that is applied to your situation, so you can create create a, a, a binder of information and a, and a roadmap, essentially, that allows you to go down that road of retirement and know that your required expenses are going to be covered by those guaranteed income sources and your desired expenses are going to be covered through your investments that are adequately managed against the risk that you have during your retirement time. What are those risks? It's the three big risks that we talk about, the longevity, the, the market fluctuation. All of those things are involved in in the uh, in the creation of your gen wealth ready to retire process. So let me say this: we've talked about twice in the program now the opportunity to win a free copy of John and Janet's new book entitled "Your Retirement Should Be More," and we're going to give that to the first ten people who email us uh, right now at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. But let me give you another opportunity to get one of these books for free. Come in and see us. Just sit down with a Gen Wealth advisor. Maybe you just have some social security questions. Maybe you just want to see Stephanie and, and ask her some questions. Maybe you want to just get that analysis done. Maybe you just want to begin to walk through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process to see if it's right for you. There's no commitment to come in, uh, other, I mean, other than just coming in. There's no cost or fee associated with that first appointment with a Gen Wealth advisor. You can do that with that email address, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call us, 501-653-7355. Again, the number is 501-653-7355. If you're closing in on retirement five to 10 years out, you've no doubt begun to think about some of these things. What is my Social Security benefit? When do I need to claim to optimize my Social Security income? How are my assets going to be used as income? And how do I keep from running out of money before I run out of time. Those are things we can discuss as we walk through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. So again, 501-653-7355 is the number to reach out. You can also send us an email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And if you set that complimentary appointment, I think you guys would be willing to give them a book on their way out of the office. Absolutely. Yeah, we could do that. And we're going to give you a great opportunity to hear more about Social Security in a live setting. Uh, July 16th, uh, the Mike's Place uh, venue is full in Conway. But if you're in Conway and want to take part in Social Security, then jump on the interstate, drive down to the Crown Plaza in West Little Rock. Uh, on July 25th at 630, there is an opportunity there. Stephanie Smith, our Social Security specialist, is going to be there. And then she'll be traveling to El Dorado on July 30th. At 6.30 at the El Dorado Event Center. We'll be down south with Charlie Skinner and the crew from the El Dorado office. Stephanie, I know you and I have done these before. I love getting in front of folks and just answering questions. Uh, they were pretty much nonstop with questions. I think the last few <laughs> yeah, social were. security seminars we had. I guess my other plug for this is, is don't feel intimidated about yeah. wanting to find out more about your financial future. I mean, I have to be honest, when my husband and I were talking about me taking early retirement from Social Security, it's a scary thing. It's, But there was nothing intimidating about us walking into Gen Wealth. We have been through this process ourselves, and I couldn't think of a better group of people to, to go through this journey with. I mean, it's a, the retirement road. It's a process, and don't hesitate to start early with it. I mean, plan, plan. Hey, we're out of time on the Get Ready for the Future show. We thank you for being with us. Join us again next time. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. 